Martini Bar. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. And we are back at the Martini Bar. Cheers. That was a good one. We have a new topic for today. A great topic. We're going to talk about our favorite directors who have never won an Academy Award. We get a lot of e- emails about directors and people are really... So, Rick, tell people what... Well, first of all, tell them what we're listening and tell them what a director does. This, so. is, a, this is a song. Well, it's appropriate. It's called the. It's a song from the movie The Oscar. Okay. Tony Bennett singing it. It's a whole Tony Bennett album. My Frank Sinatra Academy Award uh, album is a little scratched. Anyway, this is from a movie called The Oscar, which is a horrible movie, by the way. But it's about <laughs> a guy. Who, it's about Stephen Boyd trying to be win an Oscar for Best Actor. Anyway, uh, but uh, but a director. I'll say so. so just so our listeners who don't understand the film business, like me, <laughs> my understanding is the producer hires a director, gives them a script, and says, make this. And does it, who chooses the people to be in it? It's a, it's a twofold thing. It's, it's mixed. It's mixed. It's mixed. The director will, like the, when, they, when they made The Godfather, Robert Evans, who was the producer, he wanted certain people. And Francis Ford Coppola wanted certain people, and they argued about it. And right. They, they settled on whoever they settled on. So it's kind of a it's kind of a team thing. Like the producer will usually want guys who are real hot and are going to make or will right. draw people into the box office. Right. The director will usually want the guy who's perfect for the part. And especially right. nowadays, they'll usually be a one actor. One really big actor attached yeah. to a script, right? Yeah. Unless it's a smaller independent yeah, yeah. thing. Right, anyway. like with like Maleficent, you know, Robert Stromberg is directing Maleficent and Joe Roth is a producer. And Joe Roth had already had Angelina Jolie as attached to Maleficent before Robert Stromberg right. came on. He basically had to convince her that Robert was the right guy to direct. And even now, there's more of these, like, actor-producers... Like yeah. Tom Cruise, who says, "I'm and in George this movie." Clooney George Clooney and George Clooney. I'm going to make this yeah. script. I'm in it. But sometimes knock yourself Clooney, out. Sometimes George Clooney directs Warren Beatty. He, he's the same George, way. George Beatty's perfect example. Right. Perfect example of an actor who became a director so he could make his movies. Right. Right. Now George Clooney doesn't necessarily need to be in the movie. He doesn't care. But they won't bankroll it unless he's in it. Right. So that's part of the deal. It's like, all right, I'll be in it, but I want to make this movie. It's like, all right, fine, once you're in it. But the director is like the vision. Like, he chooses yeah. the shot. Right. He, he chooses, chooses the production designers. The um, he is the you know. Yeah. Okay. It used to be more of that back in the 70s. It was right. More of the director really had a bigger part. And some, back in the old days, like Billy Wilder and, and people like that. Right. William Wellman and John Ford. And those guys were so huge that they were, they kind of ran the show. Show. Right. They ran the movie. They were the they were the big influence on the movie. They would change the script. They rewrite. They have it rewritten right. and stuff. Right. These days, it's a little bit different. The director doesn't have quite as much power as he used to, unless it's Spiel, Steven Spielberg or someone like that. Right. But yeah, you're right. It really has diminished since that time. Yeah, it's kind of like the star. Honestly, has more power these days than the. Yes. And that's not anything new. This has been happening for a long time. The star. It's like yeah, I'll sign on to this, but I want the script Adam changed. Sandler, I want a bigger part. Whatever. Adam Sandler certainly has more power than whoever he's directing. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's the star. Steve, well, okay, I'll give you two examples. Steven Spielberg definitely can bring people into a theater, right? Yes. 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 And M. Night Shyamalan can definitely drive people, people away out. from the movie. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan is great for keeping the parking, the parking lots wide They open. stop saying from the mind of M. Night Shyamalan yeah. because people after like three stinkers. Nobody cares. He's made more than three stinkers. He's made, he's made one good movie. I mean, he's right. got a great yep. movie. Great movie. One good one. Yeah. Signs was eh, Breakable was worse, and then yeah, Lady in the Water was terrible. Avatar. Yeah, he did Avatar, which was, was awful. Kids movie. Oh, the Last yeah. Airbender. Oh, yeah, Avatar. Yeah. Facing the TV he just, show. He just did a movie that came out this week. What was it called? Yeah. Um, Earth. Oh, Beyond Earth. Beyond Earth, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I heard it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. Yep. He did that? He did that? He directed it. Okay, yeah. that'll be it for him, I think. Okay, well, we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about directors that we like but have not received an Oscar. And Rex Martini Bar. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. We are back. What song is this? What's Tony singing over there? Tony, what are you singing? Tony! Girl Talk. It's called Girl Talk, but I can't remember what it's... I used to have that game. It's a famous song, Girl Talk. I don't know what film it's from. Oh, I remember those games. Did you? Okay, I have to ask Amanda this. <laughs> Did you play Mystery Date when you were? <laughs> Mystery Date? <laughs> Maybe I'm going too bad. We I'm going too bad. I played Mash and Girl Talk. How do you even remember that? I just remember that this Mystery day was, that was but the you, dating you, game was popular. and there was like you guys a ever play Mash? called Mystery Date. Even you were too young for Mystery Date. I had older brothers. Oh right! Yeah, it came out about it came out in about six. Not that my older brothers were playing Mystery no, Date. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> busted them. Okay, sorry about that. That's oh, right. Tangent. But we are talking about. We're talking. <laughs> we are talking about favorite directors who have not received an Oscar. And there's a lot of great directors that haven't received an Oscar, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about, as Rick said, we're not talking about one film. Not one film. Everybody can. Someone so should have gotten as, it for. What's the Spielberg thing they should have gotten it for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that movie? Tom, with Tom Hanks. What was that in that movie? Fugit, not Fugit Men. Uh, the Army film. Oh, yeah, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Everyone yeah. thought he was going to get Best Director and he didn't. Yeah, and, and my thing that I keep repeatedly bringing up is years from now when people say, um, you know, what did you think of uh, um, Martin Scorsese? They'll say, well, the, the Departed must have been his best film because that's what he won the Oscar for. Not quite. Not quite. It's Raging Bull. And Not in Rex Martini Bar's opinion. <laughs> there's uh, Goodfellas. It's a lot better than Departed is like fourth on the list. Raging Bull. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, so we're, so yeah, so, and Martin Scorsese has won one, so he's disqualified from this conversation. If he calls in, though, he will put him on. <laughs> Marty! If he wants to call in with, the, with his pick, that's fine. Okay, so who has to start? Let's go ladies first. Amanda, uh-huh. who do you like? Ron Howard has never won an Oscar. I like Ron Howard. Oh, no. he, he may get one. I'm hoping. He may, his, he may, he may what, get what, what one. Do you, what do you think he should have gotten it for, though? I know I'm in the minority, but I love Willow. I thought it was a great story. It's a completely original idea. It's unlike anything that I'd, I'd see never been done and still been done. Director for Willow. Seriously. I think so. I think he, what was the fire one that he did? 
with mm. the backdraft. The backdraft was awesome. Where he gave the oh, fire. Oh, you're right. That, like, that, that was personality. like a personality, yeah. Awesome. And De Niro's in it, and he's great that's in a great it. Movie. And, that uh, was a good movie, yeah. And Rock Howard the Parenthood's Parenthood. great. Parenthood, that's right. I like Parenthood a lot. Parenthood was a lot around and Howard he did in that Apollo movie. 14, was that him? Yeah, too? he did that too. He's done some pretty great movies. I know, so it's, it is that really shocking he hasn't choice. gotten an Oscar. And it's like you, you see that. In fact, you mentioned Robert Evans earlier. People don't get this, but I, you, you might get this. Is I think you talk slow. <laughs> I think that Ron Howard is like Robert Evans. That he wasn't a great actor. He really wasn't. Well, no, he's he was in Happy Days. Yeah. And he's better behind Griffin, the scenes. But people liked him. Yeah, he was a nice guy. People yeah. liked him a lot, and, and even like fans liked him. Mm-hmm. And that's. What Evans was, right? Really? Evans was a guy that was... I Very mean, charismatic. Nothing like Ron Howard, personality-wise, right, no. but but just like was destined for this other job mm-hmm. and got miscast as an actor. Right. You know? Yeah. So I, and, so I, I think Ron Howard is a director. Always was a director. Well, even when he was a kid, he was really, not Opie, not that little, but when he was getting older, like a teenager, right. he was really interested in going behind the scenes and, and good talking to the editors and the cameramen. Right. And it's because he was so fascinated by how it's made, how and, the movies and are made. I remember seeing a thing with, what was, uh, what was the one he did with uh, John Wayne at the, uh, not the Cowboys, but the... No. Oh, the shootest. Shootest, shootest. That was one of his He's great at that, but I saw an interview with him in the yeah. shootest, and he was talking about directing and mm-hmm. and about how much he had learned from John Wayne. I just think he was absorbing things all the time. Well, Grand Theft Auto. Grand is a great it's movie. His first and it's a movie. good movie. It's a great drive-in movie. He made it around 77. Uh, so that's before the video game? Uh, yeah. He made it around 1976 or 77. It was a drive-in movie. Yeah. And it did really good. It yeah. was cheesy, but it, it was kind of did really cool. well. It was it's a great movie. I remember seeing it at the drive-in. Yeah. I was like, oh, Ronnie Howard did this? This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Excellent choice, Amanda. Mm-hmm. I like Ron Howard. And uh, we have to take a break. Again? Again. That's the way it goes. We, we got wrapped up and talking about... Five minutes of we got wrapped up and talking about OB. We do have time for a quick story. We saw Ron Howard and his wife at the Oscars. Remember that? Mm-hmm. But he was really nice, and his mm-hmm. wife was nice, who he's been married to for a lot of years. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. We'll return to talk about more directors at Rick's Martini Bar. Swing on down to Ricky's place. The girls are refined and the men have good taste. And we're back. Take two <laughs> at Rick's Martini Bar. They have a fun conversation off mic. All right. And we were talking about directors that we like that never got an Oscar, and Rick has one. And I, I won't believe this guy. I believe I know who you yours is. And if you don't guy. mention this guy, I will be. I purposely did not choose this guy because I know you were going to. So go ahead, tell me your Okay, I may not be here thinking this, but you, you won't believe this guy has never won an Oscar for best direction. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. I know. Never he, won an Oscar. That for wasn't Oscar. my choice for you. I'm sorry. But that is really ridiculous. So ridiculous. No, but that is the ultimate choice, is Alfred Hitchcock. Well, he, here's the, the confusing thing is he did. 
The movie Rebecca did win Best Picture in 1940 or 41. So a lot of people thought, is it 40? I can't remember now. Anyway, so a lot of people thought he won an Oscar. He didn't get the Oscar. He right. doesn't have an Oscar. Right. He doesn't have an Oscar. They gave him one, like, uh, honorary one at yeah, the end, right before he died. Yeah, which they do, same with Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, when you hit 88, you get an award yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before you die. So he, but great choice. All the movies he made. And he is award. so, and, and so his he is the ultimate thumbprint style. is he on is every ultimate, one of those. He is the ultimate stylist. Oh, yeah. His films have, have, the have, have his imprint. Not only did they have his imprint, they have him because he's in every single one of right. them. He has a little camera. But you will see shots in other movies and you'll go like, that is so Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like Brian De Palma movie. Right, Brian De Palma. Right. Yeah. He like so, totally copies so Hitchcock and just the way some of the scenes are. Yeah. yeah. I agree 100%. But I got to tell you the one that I thought you would mention for sure. I was thought for sure you would mention Robert Altman. Never won an That's Oscar. what I thought he was going to say, too. I thought he would say Robert yeah, Altman. He did win or something. Never won an Oscar. Player... Are you sure? Are I know you didn't sure? win for the player. I thought he did get it for something, no, though. Never won, it. never won for MASH. Never won I'm not for... Surprised. I'm not surprised he won it for MASH because it was kind of a real offbeat, controversial thing. I don't think the Academy is ready for that kind of a movie. Yeah. Should have won it for the player. I was really mad he didn't win it for the player. <laughs> you almost said a dirty word. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with... It starts with... Okay. So anyway, so okay. So here's mine. Mine's gonna be an offbeat Robert one. Robert Altman's one of my favorite favorite directors. Ever. Here's one of mine, and, and and mine is mine is like, and I'm gonna mention them. I'll mention them after this because we have time that we can talk about some other ones. But my first one is this guy was so good, and and I like him and I hate him so much. I hate his politics, but he makes great movies. And he made three great movies in a row, and he should have won Best Director for one of them. Rick can tell me who the director is, but they were A Few Good Men, Misery. He actually did two Stephen King movies, Stand By Me, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, wait, Rob Reiner did A Few Good Men? Rob Reiner was nominated for A Few Good Men, but oh. lost. I I he directed that, that movie. Oh, he did Misery he and Stand By Me and Princess Bride and this is oh, Princess Bride, Bride, which I'm not a fan of. You don't like Spinal Tap? I'm not a big fan Love of Spinal Never seen it. But, and, and When Harry Met Sally, yeah. which is it's great. good despite Billy Crystal. It's, a, it's, a good movie. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an Oscar kind of movie. No, no, no. But it's but it's, it's just great. like he was he like in that. Ne- Nine, early nineties era. Yeah, you know he did. He was he, so he good. Past his oh, he's done. His he, he does. He's not going to chance. And that's that's kind of what I think Alfred Hitchcock was. Was I think he he went into that yeah. that thing and then he was making Family by the Plot. Time, yeah, I think by the time he did, uh, I think by the time he did The Birds, it was kind of over. Right. I mean, he did Psycho. Right. Psycho was. A lot of people was think it. he peaked with Psycho, and then you right. know. The Birds was more of a I mean, great movie, but more of a traditional kind of thriller horror movie. Yeah. And that was, you know. And, it, and, 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 and why I think of him. And Frenzy. He did Frenzy after that. Right, Frenzy. And he right. did like, stuff like Torn Curtain. And just in the 60s, not real. All right. And so I think he had passed his prime. Yeah, and he, he had, was, his opportunity had, had gone. And that's what I think Rob Reiner is. And I hope that does not happen for Quentin Tarantino. I don't think. Has, I think he still got some good. He's got some, some good stuff. He has a chance. Yeah. His movies are very controversial. Yeah. Because they're they're so stylized. I don't think they're unless he makes more of a um, 
I shouldn't say typical, but more of a traditional kind of a movie. Isn't that kind of what Scorsese? He likes to make grindhouse movies, frankly. He likes to make big-budget, well-written grindhouse movies. That's what Tarantino wants to do. But isn't that kind of what Scorsese had happen to him, though, too? Well, he started out that way, making Mean Streets and Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. But then he got into the mainstream. But The Departed is probably the most mainstream of any movie he's done. So he kind of, like, did one for... Yeah, even even Raging Bull is fairly... Although it's offbeat, it's a it's a fairly traditional yeah, story. Yeah, but they be black and white. It's back not then. like ultra ultra violent or anything, you know. But yeah. he stopped doing those those kind of mean street gritty kind right. of like he didn't he's, he wants to make a, a gritty movie, a realistic gritty movie. He doesn't do that. Or obviously, it, uh, what's the Hugo? You know, yeah, you know, yeah. He's, he's doing different types of things now. Yeah, but I'm glad he I'm glad he finally won for the part. was a great movie, so I'm glad he won for right. that. You know? Great, cool. Anybody else we missed that you? Uh, Think. Wow. We got some good ones. Just get, get another one that. Uh, I say George Lucas for his early stuff, like yeah. American Graffiti. Well, yeah, you know and what? did he direct? I, no, there's who directed the Indian Jones? Was that Spielberg or Lucas? Spielberg. Spielberg did Lucas. I think the only movie I would give, I, honest, I mean, as much as Star Wars is a great, great, mm-hmm. it's a great movie in it for what it is. It was named for Best Picture. Yep. Nominated for Best Picture. I think American Graffiti is like freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 One of the greatest movies ever made. Yep. So if he was going to get it, it would be for that. And he doesn't make movies anymore, so he'll never right. win, it, win it. Yeah, but I, I thought that, that was movie, a really underrated film. Boy. I mean, but, but you know, the problem with American Graffiti, people look at it as like a teen movie. They don't look at it as like a... But it's not. It's not, really. Not when you really look at it. It's not just about teens and their grad night kind of thing. It's pretty. It's deeper than that. And mm-hmm. let's just finish up with, in fact, we need a Rick's movie choice. And so I'm going to give you a director, and you can tell which movie they should watch from this director. Because I know you like this guy, too. Okay. Stanley Kubrick, who never won oh, an Oscar. Yeah. Oh my God, that's that's a huge great. <laughs> oh, he didn't because I was going to say him, but never I thought he had won one. So if, if somebody wants like to see Zhivago one or something. Kubrick well, film that is very Kubrick. I mean, everyone's seen The Shining, so I'm not going to bring. I won't bring that up yeah. because Stephen King hates The Shining. Yeah, he does. By the way. Okay, I'm going to bring out one that I I had never seen this movie. I had heard about it, and never saw it. And I saw it years after it came out. I went to the New Art. This is before video. This is I moved, first moved here in 78. And these, I used to go to revival theaters. Mm-hmm. I probably saw Quentin Tarantino at a revival theater. We probably went to a lot of the same <laughs> movies. But they used to show these at the, like at the New Art, the New Beverly, yeah. the Rialto, all these. St- you know, They didn't have video back then. So right. They'd have revival houses and revival right. features. So I saw a double feature of... Doctor Strange Love. Ah. Okay, he should have went for Doctor Strange. Subtitled. Love. How I, uh, how I st- or or how I stopped worrying and learned to love the bomb. <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay, thanks. So he should have went for Doctor Strange Love. So I'm gonna. But the movie, if you haven't seen it, and I when I saw the movie, I was like hypnotized by how great it was, and I was, like, I was so wrapped up in it. Was Lolita? Oh yeah. James Mason. If you've never seen, if you've never seen it. You yeah. get, you've got to check it out. I mean, I'm not. This is nothing new. People people have heard of Lolita. I mean, right. they've done they a remake and stuff. But man, good stuff. On black and white. The black and white, and man, it's it's pretty long. It's a, like for for a 1960 movie, it's about two and a half hours. It's pretty long. Yeah. But man, you are just so engulfed in that thing. And you know, it was a really controversial subject. Yeah. So he was able to. Go ahead. You can tell the subject without was, spoiling well, the movie. It's about a professor who's in love with this. 13, she's supposed to be 13, 13 in the 13-year-old He's in love with this 13-year-old girl. Yeah. And he just is, he's like, he's like uh, her slave. I mean, he just follows her around. 
he, he's with her constantly. He won't. He, he can't let her go. He's he, his life is ruined basically because of her. She sounds like the Peter Bogdanovich story. <laughs> that's the real, the real part of Peter. <laughs> Seriously. So anyway, he had to be careful how he dealt with them because he couldn't do sexual things. Yeah, yeah. Very much with them. So I mean, it was how he got around it. I Man, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It it's almost more amazing yeah, love, that he gets love, around it. I love when James Mason like goes to the house to rent the house, what's to rent a room, and there's uh, Shelly Winters talking about da da da. We got this, and oh, you know, make it, I make the best cherry pies, blah, blah, blah. and he goes in the backyard, and there's little Lita doing it with a hula hoop, yeah. he's watching her, and just like he's like immediately hypnotized and like. Oh my God! And so he goes. You know, I think I'll take. I'll take. Uh, you know, I think I'll take the room. And, and she's like, Oh, really? How wonderful! How do you? What changed your mind? You know, I think it must have been the cherry pie. <laughs> so great. Anyway. Okay. So, so that's Rick's movie pick, Lolita, yeah. directed by Stanley Kubrick, starring Shelley Winters and James Mason. And, and Sue Lyon is the girl. Sue Lyon is the girl. Okay. Like, I think she was 15 when she did her. I think she's 15. 15. So thanks for joining us. Don't forget to download this at www.bacardimetro.com. Go to Amazon.com. Buy a whole bunch of stuff. So, for Amanda Raymond, Rick Farmelo, I'm Jerry McCarty. Cheers! Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. A subtle joke a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing them down To Ricky's Down to Ricky